the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome to another episode of the In Conversation podcast series. My guest today is an author who lives in Barbados, Wendell Callender. I began by asking Wendell about the impact of the coronavirus in Barbados. I think we, we will probably we'll get over it. If we keep our social distancing and do all the right things, I think that it's just an inconvenience. Well, sadly, a close friend of mine, Linda Hoyt, passed away from the virus in Barbados last week. And she was, in fact, the seventh victim of the virus. She had visited the UK earlier this year. Um, I also note that mm-hmm. the first victim, he passed away on the 5th of April. And he had also visited the UK prior to his death. So it seems to me quite mm-hmm. obvious they both contracted the coronavirus in the UK. What are your views? It looks as if most of it has been what we would call imported. Uh, there's not enough evidence yet to support that there's that community transmission. Uh, but we still have to be careful because there has not been enough wide testing to really confirm the extent to which there has been transmission along com- community levels. Whereabouts in Barbados did you grow up? Well, I grew up in Christchurch. Uh, I was born in Thornbury Hill, uh, and then later on, we moved to Enterprise, just down the hill from Thornbury Hill. And in my little life, when I, became, when I was in sixth form, when I was in college, I, we then moved to Chancery Lane, uh, just up from Chancery Lane Terrace. The new development, when we moved to Chancery Lane, it wasn't that development that it is there now. Well, it seems so. I call myself basically a Christchurch man, but particularly more from the eastern side of Christchurch. Well, it seems that you moved around quite a bit. So, while you were at school, what were your favorite subjects? Well, I I don't even have to think about it. My favorite subject was English, and I think my interest in English was piqued by a Peace Corps teacher by the name of John Earl, who made English live. It wasn't just about grammar and syntax and those kind of things. It was about putting English to use so that he made the students write poems, he wrote plays, all kinds of things. Anything that was practical in English, he did. And uh, sometimes he would put up, if he wrote a good poem, he would put it up on the, on the board or he would put it on the side of the classroom. I don't know if some of the other teachers liked it or not, but once you did good work, he would highlight you by having it posted. I remembered him very well because um, we learned to use English as a language. And uh, I think perhaps perhaps all through my life, I've been able to follow that. I've, I've written songs. I'm a songwriter. I, I did so myself. I wrote for the newspaper. When I was at the Central Bank, I was on the editorial team for Bank Notes, which is a Central Bank newspaper. So, and I've always been involved in something that involved the use of language. So, I, I always remember him. He taught us French as well, and he made French live. And he, he, we would used to go outside and exchange greetings in French, ask one another questions, and so on. So, he is perhaps, uh, I wouldn't say an idol, but a person who was really inspired me to use English as a language, not just as a technical subject. So I understand that you attended university. Which subjects did you study there? Yes. Well, at the university, I did a lot of social-oriented subjects. 
I, I did uh, things like economics, uh, sociology, a little politics here. All of the, um, the kind of subjects that are relevant to, to life and which I found very useful in a lot of things I've been doing. Even though in my writing, when I come to write the books that are oriented to social activities, I've been guided by a lot of things I did at the university. But that was just my first degree, and then I went on to do a diploma in education because as soon as I left school, I went straight into teaching. My father was the principal and owner of the cooperative high school, a school which attracted a lot of Barbadians at that time when um, free education wasn't so widespread. There weren't as many schools, and you would have had the cooperative high school in the modern and settled and so on. So as soon as I left school, I decided I would go and work for my father, and I was a part-time student at the university at the same time. So I thought it was important that I do education, so I did my diploma in education. As, as soon as I finished my degree, I went in to do the diploma in education program. Okay. And later on, I, I went back and I did degree in public administration. At, at that time, that was the only degree I could do that could help me to do things like human resource management and so on. So if I was looking to be a leader within the school, I felt it was important to do public administration. And uh, I did that as well, a degree in that. So during your life, was there a particular experience you believe changed you as a person? Um, I believe that I, the meeting with that Peace Corps teacher, Mr. John Earl, I believe it had a significant impact on my life. And perhaps if I hadn't met him, I would have treated English as just a kind of dead language. I wouldn't have been able to see the importance of using it to communicate. And I think since communication has been a key feature of my life from that time, I would have to say that meeting Mr. Earl as a teacher, I think it was in second form at Harrison College, that um, really made me the kind of man that I am because I have been involved in all levels, all types of communication. And I think I would have come from those experiences with Mr. John Earl. Hmm. So speaking about the English language, you've also been involved with broadcasting. How did that come about? Well, I think it was purely by, I believe it was by accident, kind of, because I used to be doing a lot of community work. I was head of the National Council of Parents Associations. I was president of the PR Association of Arvidas. And I think over time, they felt that I could be a moderator. So they called and they asked me if I could be a moderator, I think, too, perhaps because I was associated with the, the nation newspaper as well. Uh, I was a writer, uh, feature articles, articles on the community. I used to do uh, commentaries on crop over and NIFCA and so on. So they felt that I could be a moderator. So I spent a few years being called a moderator, called a talk show host or whatever you like at uh, Stockholm VOB. Oh, that sounds very interesting. I also know that you are a prolific author and you've written several books. What inspired you to write your very first book? Well, I think my very first book, uh, actually the first official publication, came as a result of my work in the community. I was involved with the Paris Independence Community of Christ Church. I'd been, I'd been asked to come and help them. And they had a project which they called Tools for Life. And I was required to do some training on it. And uh, I actually wrote for them a book, a little book called Tools for Life. 
But then I went on to put that book into wider circulation. I got it published. And that, that started me off as doing those kind of books. Tools for Life is which deals with things like customer service, how do you relate to people, and uh, things like that. So why did you choose and, that particular uh, why did you choose that particular title? Well, I think the the project, uh, the community independence project uh, was called Tools for Life. And therefore I had to the the, the, the training too. Um, that was how do you relate to people, how do you build relationships, things like that. So that book I, I did for them, and then I made it into a published work. Um, I had to I had to pull out about $4,000 just to get about 2,000 of those books done initially. And the book was launched in 2008. Yeah, and then from there I decided I would go on to do other things. And since then I've done 10 books. And some of the books have more than one edition. For example, I've done Prime Ministers of Barbados, which uh, the, the book goes back to the colonial days, and then it comes forward to the various prime ministers we've had. And I've done, I think, about three, three editions of that book. The latest one being published last year, which also features the current prime minister as well. And how do you feel the current prime minister is doing, especially in terms of the coronavirus pandemic? Well, as we keep saying that most of this is a trial and error, and it's a balancing act. People have to, and then sometimes you're, you're balancing between uh, the preservation of the economy and the preservation of lives. So that is, is a call that the leadership has had to make. I think at first there was a little reluctance to, to close off our borders, but then other people started to close their borders. And since it, it was proven that most of it was coming in because there wasn't evidence of any any infection before. So people might um, have their views as to whether we close our borders too late. But I, I think that's a judgment call that was made. And so it's difficult to really cast a judgment because it's something that is um, pretty well subjective. How do you think the impact will be in terms of the ongoing tourism trade? Well, I think it will have a significant impact on Barbados in terms of employment, because a lot of our people work in the tourism industry, if not directly with hotels or restaurants. They are the related industries like transportation and so on. So all of these people have been impacted seriously because people don't travel. So after they don't travel, they can't travel at this time, then it will have an impact. And I think it will continue to have an impact, but we have to look at other means. Uh, I think the one person spoke about, I think the, the governor central bank recently spoke about our need to look at diversification. So we need to look more at e-business. We need to look at things like energy, right? New, renewable energy. And we need to look at alternatives and not depend on tourism as we once used to. But I think Barbados is a small country. And I think that once we put our heads together and once we work hard to pursue new avenues, I think that we will land on our feet. Well, let's hope so. So in terms of your other interests, what other interests do you have? <laughs> Besides writing, it's singing. It's singing. <laughs> I've done things <laughs> Not only do I write, I sing. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a few records out there. Uh, one is called Down Presser. Another one is called Brought Me a Baby. 
I think you might be able to find you might find some of them on um, YouTube. Um, so I, I yeah, songwriting and also I did some singing. I sang in, in the um, Concourse Tent in its last year. You know the Concourse Tent that came originally from Saint Philip, and then I sang in Celebrity Tent. I sing karaoke. I've been I've been a judge in karaoke. I've also judged uh, competitions like at Fire Hill Concert, as it then was. I was a judge at the Richard Stout Dean Talent in the days when people like Edwin Yearwood and those were, they were now competing. You know, Alison Hines and all those, I was a judge at the Richard Stout Dean Talent. Well, Wendell, how can people contact you? You can contact me on WhatsApp. WhatsApp is a very, very well known. Let's see, it's 246, the Barbados Code, 255-0993. So you can contact me by WhatsApp. I'm also on Facebook by my name, Wendell Calendar. And behind my back, you'll see a number of the books that I've written. So if you see any Wendell Calendar with books behind his back, that's me. So you can get me there. And if you are using the, the old-fashioned way of calling by telephone, you can call me at 246-549-7264. Or you can contact me by email. Wendell Calendar at msn.com. Thank you very much, Wendell. Well, stay safe in Barbados. Sure. Thanks very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for listening. Please join me for another In Conversations podcast very soon for more interesting and entertaining discussions. Stay safe.